Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Hey, car fans. Welcome to Driven Radio, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield here with our engineer and co-host, Mr. Mark Groves. Yo! And Mr. Corey Pratt of Craving Cars on YouTube. Hey! We are coming to you from Driven Radio Studios in beautiful Overland Park, Kansas. Yes. Yes. It's been so nice. Well, after an entire summer of hotter than a cutting torch... The last few days, we've had mid to low 80s with a little bit of breeze. And, and even and a nice bit of rain. My lawn is like, oh, that's what water thank is. Thank you so <laughs> much. Well, my, my previously completely dead as hell lawn is about half come back. Nice. And the rest of it's struggling. You know, uh, we drained and cleaned the hot tub here not long ago. And the area around where the hot tub drain seems to be very healthy, very vibrant. <laughs> and the rest of the yard just looked like it was dead and full of weeds. <laughs> you hear the hawk screech above. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. In the news this week, the Challenger and Charger are going out in style. The new EV version of the Charger makes its debut. Mm. And if you own a Porsche, you may be in for a payday. Our special guest this week is repeat offender, our good friend, Mr. Chris DeGanchi. Yay! Chris is going to be here to talk about his big new building in the Georgia woods, the trials and tribulations of undertaking major construction projects, Morticia the Hearst, last we heard he was building the hell out of old Morticia, and just any other damn thing that comes into his vast and colorful mind. <laughs> Who knows what wonders those pads. Yeah. I, guess, I, I love having Chris on. It's a little bit of an unknown quali- quantity, but you know you're going to smile. You're going to laugh. Hey, man. Good times. Let's get to the news. From Autoblog, the 2023 Dodge Challenger and Charger are going out of production in style. The current gas-powered Challenger and Chargers will wrap up at the Brampton, Ontario plant in December 2023. Dodge is sending the cars out in style, bringing back colors, adding special edition models, and even working with a third party to offer Challenger convertible conversions. Oh, hell yeah. Interesting. It's about stinking time. Oh, yeah. Starting August 16th, prospective buyers starting August 16th. That's yesterday. We got to get to the dealership. (laughs) Prospective buyers will be able to order convertible Challengers. Cars will be sent to drop-top customs to be modified, adding chassis, chassis reinforcements and power hydraulic oh, soft tops. Oh, so this isn't coming out of the factory that way. They're going to yeah. send it to another place and have them... Yeah, and I looked yeah. up this uh, this drop-top customs. They've been in business for a long time. I re- can't recall if it said 38 or 48 years, but they've been doing this for a little while. The top is insulated and features a glass rear window. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's available for 2022 and 2023 models. Available trims start with the RT and go all the way up from there. So you can have a drop-top Hellcat. The password <laughs> is Chassis Flex. Yeah, I'm just thinking, wow, how much of a flat top do you want on that head? Uh-huh. <laughs> I got on real hard at the track, and then I got to drive home on three tires. One roll, and oh, damn. The conversion costs... plus the price of the car that's being converted. A base RT convertible will come in at just over $66,000. Oh. Yeah, you know, sixty-six grand is still a ton of jack. But compared to a lot of other things that are out there, that's not that bad. And when you're coming in at a base model, isn't that around 400, 450 horse? 
already? I, I, I'm they're nearly 500, I believe. If they're not over, I think they're like 490. The RT, like I think, is in the four someplace, oh, the, but I don't know actually, if it's... Actually, you know what? I am actually thinking of the... No, I'm not thinking of the base one. Sorry. You're thinking of the scat pack? Yeah, I'm thinking of that. Well, Sorry. I, I still think they're around 400 horse for the... Yeah, which will scoot you right down the road. That was at 66K. That was yeah. the red GTO, in a, and imagine having it in a ragtop. Pretty cool stuff. Seven special edition Charger and Challenger model, models will be available inspired by past Dodge models. These specials will be revealed over the next couple of months. Seven? Seven. They've got how s- many different RT, ST, UT, UTDs? Well, no, no. Uh, STDs. STDs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell, cat. Yeah. Sting cat. Hey, you, we you call got, it the stingray. Hey, you got that drop top. You might be able to STD the back seat. That's what I'm that. saying. Uh, they're going to be coming in with uh, special visual treatments for 2023. All models are part of the last call, and we'll have plaques under, yeah. under the hood displaying the name. Come on, Designed dash. in our Auburn Hills and assembled in Brampton. Uh, no our dash. team models get a 345 for the cubic inch displacement. Uh, the badge will be on the outside of the car. Uh, four popular colors are returning, B5 Blue, Plum Crazy, which, yes. ha- which had a very questionable name suggested yes. before Plum Crazy. <laughs> Statutory grape. Oh, uh, Jesus. Sublime and Destroyer Gray. And the Jailbreak Special Edition will be available on re- on regular Hellcat models rather than just on the Red Eyes. Interesting. So, lots of cool. You can, ha- man, there will be so many one-off because it had this and that and this package and these options and that color. And uh, I think you're going to be able to get it any damn way you want it. I wonder if any of them will come stick shift. A Hellcat with like a five or six speed manual. I don't think they do no, the Hellcat in that, but I think that's just not even an option. I think there are mm. others that you can get with manual transmission. Because I'm thinking that with that drop top. Yeah. Again, the password is chassis flex. I, I, I do wonder. <laughs> I do wonder how many are gonna, you know, whether a Hellcat or or RT or whatever is gonna go for that convertible twenty six thousand dollar price tag on there. So I mean, you gotta think. What if hardly anybody does that, and then Dude, you have I'd one out it. there? You're gonna have. Oh, dude, real yeah. unique vehicle. I'd do it. I'd want, and and I would get, I don't know if they even offer this, but I'd try to get one in a bright yellow with a white interior and a white top. Just because you, 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 you know you'd have the only you one. You wouldn't do Plum Crazy? <laughs> Statutory <laughs> grape. <laughs> grape. Uh, I, I, honestly, I like the B5 blue. Uh, that, that, is, that is a good blue. I like the B5 blue. I like that one as well. I just so. want crackers. I don't care. I, you know what? Maybe that maybe that's one of those last call options. I may have a conversation with you about crackers before too long. Also, Rhonda and I uh, got a DVD. She's finally putting them on the, the of, Cayenne. I I think the worst movie I've watched all the way through, <laughs> and it was called Stingray. It was uh, released circa 1978, and it features a red. 64 Stingray convertible with Kragers on it, and it looks pretty damn good. You're damn right. It was the best part of the whole movie, too. <laughs> yeah, best, the wheels. best part of the whole movie. Just when deplorable the, how bad it was. What's, what's, really, yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> really, really made Corvette Summer look oh, like... Oh, I was just going to ask about Corvette Summer. No, no, I'm no. Like, <laughs> Stingray made Corvette Summer look... Uh, like Citizen was, Kane? Was, was, yeah. was it like a blockbuster <laughs> <Yeah>. thing? <laughs> 
Look like God. The uh, yeah, the plot line in Corvette yeah. Summer was just so deep compared. Yeah, it made Corvette Summer look like Orson Welles had a hand in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, from Motor Trend, we're going to meet the Dodge Charger Daytona SRT. It's an EV that supposedly can kick a Hellcat's ass. The future of electric cars from Dodge is mean, menacing, and loud. We'll get to that in a second. The Dodge Charger Daytona SRT concept teases the production electric muscle car coming in 2024 with promises that it will beat all the performance metrics Dodge has laid down to date. That will be interesting. The Dodge Charger Daytona SRT, powered by batteries, electric motors, but, uh, and, but air still moves through chambers and pipes, for a rumble similar to that of a Hemi Hellcat V8. Yeah, you can keep uh, it's, that. Uh, yeah, it's a freaking pipe organ on wheels. What's their it's, definition it's really of odd similar? sounding, too. Uh, yeah, okay, we did at least listen to it right before uh, recording time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm, I'm not impressed. That's, it's, it, uh, I've heard many of Hellcat V8s. It's like a synth. It's a synthesizer sound. It sounds like a synthesizer pretending to be a V eight. Mm, I will go back to what I said before when we were listening to it. It sounds like somebody sodomizing a Hellcat. <laughs> and I was thinking more like a a, 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 a blow dryer, but uh, the yeah, it's got a Giorgio Moroder kind of sound to it. That's yeah. Now Dodge created the uh, an e muscle car that looks mean, roars, etc. Uh, for the Hemi V8s that it's going to replace, has a multi-speed transmission. Now, that's really interesting. It is. And an exhaust note. I'm going to stop talking about so, this. So they're going to be like, note. what, yeah, the let's second, just not second one that does that? Because Porsche does that multi-speed, that two-speed transmission. And they're the, really? and they're it's the only yeah. other one I've heard of on yeah. an EV. Right. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, electric. I, Who knew? Huh? I will say this. Sounds like crap. But the pictures of it, yeah. especially the front end, yeah, the front end is mean looking. It's sexy. And it's a coupe, two doors, has a hatch, so you've got greater uh, accessibility it, to the back. It looks like a notchback. It looks like it's got a trunk. So you can but just that tell whole, people you have the a, whole back window and everything Economical two door hatchback. Well, it looks like so many of those concept cars that you've seen done of Chargers and Challengers, et cetera, where somebody's done one of those carbon fiber bodies mm-hmm. and they just kind of stretch it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's that. And it's just, I, I got to admit, I like the rake of it. Yeah, but the Charger's back to being a two-door the way it should be. Uh, True to the Daytona name, it has a nose cone built into it, a patented R-wing, which allows air to pass through the front of the hood and enhance downforce while keeping a blunt Dodge profile. Now, there are carbon fiber, speaking of carbon fiber, carbon fiber intakes on both sides of the front and rear fascias to improve aerodynamics. Front end is patented. So So that's going into production. Yeah. So is the sound, but, you know... Uh, this is the industry's first exhaust system for an electric vehicle, which is embarrassing. Uh, would they convert electricity to power airflows through the exhaust system with an amplifier? <laughs> with a couple of Jensen coaxes back there for the rumble. I, 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 Six I by wonder, nine Craco. I've got to wonder how much the advertisement for this car is going to push that stupid sound. You know, I, oh, I, I really hope like they the don't. the major part of the commercial. A 30-second commercial and 27 seconds of it is going to be about the sound. I have one of these funny, funny feelings that it's that will be the downfall of it. That people will see this cool looking car, this whole, and it, it's got all this electric, and then they'll hear that and think of white up. socks and New Balance shoes. Hey, hey, hey. I, it's He's just, got Adidas now. Leave it's going to drop it right up to my age group and above and go, oh, that's for old people. And I'm like, no, look at it. It's uh. yeah, I, yeah. I feel like that'll wind up being optional or discontinued altogether pre-production. It's... I, I know why they're doing oh, it. They're trying button. to they're trying to keep their customer base who has all been 
ate up with with Hellcats and demons, and, and and I get it. I like them. I think they're cool. If I didn't have so much stuff already, I'd be looking at things <laughs> like that. You know, nothing's more fun than having that car kick you in the back and think, wow, this is draining all the blood to the back of my skull. I really can't focus. <laughs> I'm dizzy, and I like it. <laughs> I, I dig it. But uh, the, the other thing they said in this, and I can't remember if I left it in the article because it was so long and I was trying to cut out stuff. It's going to be all-wheel drive. Yeah. The thing will launch out of the hole. It will be fast. And if it's even somewhat similar to what they're showing in this pre-production uh, mule, man, it's it's pretty. It's slick. The door handles are flush on it. Yeah. They did all the arrow right. And it says nose cone nose, but when you look at it, it looks like a regular Challenger nose, except then you notice that the eyebrow over that is actually a uh, an airfoil. It's it's a wing that's built into the nose. And it sounds weird until you see it, and then you see it and you go, Oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah. And I think they I think the shape and the look of the car is a knockout and it sounds like it's gonna be fast and that'll be cool. Just ditch the fake noise. I, it's really silly. I, I bet it won't be that much heavier than the actual Hellcat because no, that thing's about the heaviest thing out there. <laughs> well, Hellcats are what, like, like 4,000 pounds or better? They're, they're, they're far over, yeah. I find this also interesting. One of the things that they're doing, like from the last story you talked about where they're having the convertibles done out of house, and if they're willing to push that, that means it's basically an authorized place to yeah. do this, authorized uh, by Oh, no, you're Stellantis. already thinking, you, th- you think in drop-top electric car? No, on this, uh, they've got three power levels available. Customers can go to Direct Connection authorized dealers. Well, Direct Connect is also, it's, a, it's their in-house parts supplier for Mopar. They'll offer six more levels. So no. you've got all of these power levels, I'm nine already, power levels designed in advance with the hardware in place for additional upgrades at the time of purchase. Yeah, I'm later. already in line. So it's all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so now they're already coming up with their. You know, they don't want to get rid of their current in-house tuning if they don't have gasoline engines. So now they're still. They have it, so they can kind of boost what you have. And I wonder if this place, if you can go out of house and find a place that will change that stupid effing, you know, exhaust noise and be able to throw in, like, you know, an, an F-14, the sound of one of those, what you, or maybe a battleship, or, you know, a, a, what is it, a Model A? Hey, <laughs> what about just taking it out and saving the weight? Well, there is that. <laughs> no, you, F that. I want weird noises. All ones you know sound that, like a barge. Well, just get it. That's, that's an Elon Musk thing. I mean, Musk played with it. He's, you know, he had these stupid horn sounds where you no, can make them all different things. And, and, and he, makes he made it fun. Too. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's also, his cars will also put on a light show, so who gives a sh- I want the Jetson sound. I've worn out my finger from pushing these buttons. <laughs> the, the old Warner Brothers sounds from there. Oh, uh, wonderful. I, no, you're, I, I would like do it a hard thing now. Make, you're make thinking like of the, Speed the Buggy. The car. And I, lo- I love Speed Buggy, if you remember him. Uh, huh. Saturday morning cartoons. Yep, yep. He was on right before yep. Grape Ape. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> Statutory Grape Ape. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong cartoon at the right time. <laughs> oh, that one. Okay, yeah. And I would play that, too. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Damn right. You'd just play, I got Craigers, I got Craigers. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> From the drive, own a Porsche? Class action settlement means you could get up to $1,100. Uh-oh. What yep. happened? In June, uh, Volkswagen and Porsche agreed to a class action 
settlement due to claims of more than 500,000 Porsches. That's a ex- half Exceeding a the manufacturer's official emissions and fuel economy figures. Didn't all those go down on that barge? Yeah, so Atlantic? I guess they don't owe anybody anything, do <laughs> so they? So it's probably more like 450. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Uh, the total value of the settlement is at least $80 million, and originally affected owners eligible for compensation will get payments between $200 and $1,100. Uh, non-original owners may also be eligible for compensation as well. Yes! So, Bingo. Uh, we're in the money, man! Gah! Maybe. Possible. I don't know. Uh, Porsche has now uh, set up a site for owners to file a claim uh, for compensation, as well as a list of vehicles involved in the class action settlement. Uh, the settlement came about... After owners sued Porsche for manipulating emissions and fuel economy test uh, vehicles to achieve better official figures. Oh, sour grapes. <laughs> Didn't no. give any because money. everybody buys a Porsche <laughs> because of their fuel emissions. What? Yeah, Nobody yeah, buys a damn Porsche. Because they're going to get, oh, I got better gas bones than you did in your Prius. No. You know what happened is Porsche <laughs> sold cars to attorneys. And attorneys uh, looked at it and said... Oh, they lied about the Volkswagen diesel emissions? I bet I can screw these guys. Yeah, we're doing something. it for the citizens. Yeah, well, that's why we're doing it. So in June, Reuters reported that the whistleblower inside Porsche reported at least one emissions defeat device on certain gasoline engines. One. At least one. Wow. Oh, no, because that's worth something. No. <laughs> that prompted Porsche to report uh, the issue to U.S. and German regulators. Uh, there is an official Sports Plus emission recall as well for Porsche owners with the Sports Plus mode. Do you have a Sport Plus mode? On yours? I got a Sport mode. I don't know if it's Sport yeah, Plus. Yeah, mine's, mine's, I think mine's what before it? the yours Plus. Yours is the Porsche Habanero, right? Mm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, so the ones with the Sport Plus <laughs> mode uh, could suffer from higher emissions uh, while in said mode. Uh, so the uh, recall can pay out an additional $250 to the owners. The way the thing drives, I would expect it to. You yeah. put it in sport mode and it hauls ass. Hold on a second. You put it in sport mode and it goes so much faster. Does this and that? It's like, well, yeah, it's probably going to have a side effect of that too. Yeah, no uh, kidding. Duh. No, it burns cleaner. Right, right, right. Well, the conclusion of you know the recall and all the owners, you know, idea to get the software fixed and which can you know reduce the emissions in their sport plus mode uh, and then get some money. So, blah, blah, blah. So blah. Uh, which ones, without you going to the site here, so here give you an idea of kind of which ones uh, sold between 2005 and, and 2022. Are part of the settlement, including uh, both generations of Porsche Cayenne, That's two right. generations of the Porsche Boxster and Cayman. You too. Which I'm assuming is the first two. Uh, both generations of Porsche Panamera, the Porsche Macan, and both 997 and 991 generations of the 911. And that's why I think it's the the first two generations of Boxster or the first two generations of the Cayman. I should say. Well, here's the thing because it, it's the, it matches with the 911. In the article that we will have the link to on readthedriven.com. Yeah. In the article, there are links to this, and one of the links is a, a chart of all the models that are in there. And I think you're in there, and I think I'm in there. I, I know I'm in it's there. It's pretty much in, out of those kind of years and the ones we were just talking about, it pretty much includes all the yeah. trim levels. So, I mean, because it doesn't really change the Stinking attorneys. Trim. Right. You so, de- the, deadline to submit, though, is November 7th of this year, 2022. You know what the difference so. is between an attorney and a hooker? A hooker will quit trying to screw you once you're dead. <laughs> I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Final approving of the hearing is October 21st. Favorite attorney joke. So <laughs> get your settlement in if you want to get something from Porsche. Rotten best. You just <laughs> you're out of line. Are you? You're are you? Gonna, are you you're gonna bother? You're out of line. Like seriously, are you gonna bother with that? 
you want me on that wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, although I, I got to admit, one of my favorite movies ever was uh, uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, a little lawyer that goes up and defends the... My mom made me watch that a zillion years ago. Oh, it makes me cry every time. <laughs> hey, I finally, uh, I finally caved over the summer and watched It's a Wonderful Life. <gasps> You'd never seen it? I had never seen it. What the that. hell's wrong with you? That's one of my, that's one of my, every year I have to watch it, and every freaking year I cry. Especially at the end, I'm like, oh, look at the people being nice to each other. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really hardly nice any of the them. young people nowadays have seen it. Brett's in that category. Look at you. You're youthful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've watched it. It's wow, that is landed on tons. thick and deep. Rejuvenating. I cannot believe this it. man right here has not seen that. Got nothing but pure salt growing out of my chin. I love you both. Thank you so much. <laughs> now, that was a great segue, though, from Portia to, uh, <laughs> to, to this. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Bingo. Because it's a wonderful Portia. That's what Portia does for you. Who cares about the damn <laughs> we, we went from I We don't. went from Portia to poor health. No, seriously, though. Just I drove from, it into a tree because <laughs> of the snow. <laughs> it's got, I, I wasn't getting the mileage I needed. <laughs> Juju's gas pedal. <laughs> Tell you, I want to read you a poem about a dog named Bo. <laughs> he lost all his money in the bank because of his emissions on his yeah, pension. Yeah, there you go. I got screwed. I, I should have sued. <laughs> There's my lawyer, Potter. That's horrible. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, God, get me out of this. Yeah. Our special guest this week is repeat offender, Mr. Chris Deganchi. Chris Deganchi. He's going to be here to talk about It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, <laughs> it's his, a wonderful hearse. It's, it's a wonderful building. It was a wonderful life, as he does. His big new building in the Georgia woods, the trials and tribulations of undertaking major construction projects. Being on the VinWiki YouTube channel, we're going to quiz him about that and any other damn thing that comes into All his right. color mind all that and much more is coming up next here on driven radio oh my Welcome back to Driven Radio, coming to you from Driven Radio World Headquarters, also known as Rhonda's Dining Room, (laughs) in beautiful Overland Park, Kansas. Our special guest this week is repeat offender, Mr. Chris DeGanchi. Yeah! Uh, Chris is going to tell us about his new big building in the Georgia woods, the trials and tribulations of undertaking major construction projects, uh, Morticia the Hearst, we're going to dive into that a little bit, and any other damn thing that comes to his colorful mind. Chris, welcome back to Driven Radio. So happy to see you. Always glad to be here, gentlemen. It uh, does look like a bit of a like B team from an ABBA reunion, so I'm, I'm happy to... <laughs> That's much needed lack of melanin to this. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's, none of us have the complexion to make the connection. <laughs> Thor's weird period. cousin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we uh, we jump back on, holy crap, we were back into the "It's a Wonderful Life" conversation. <laughs> it's August. It's August. What's wrong with you? I, I feel like you, one you can't bring up it's a wonderful life this early like I, I'm pretty sure like July 6th through November 1st is reserved exclusively for Halloween but, yes and so any mention of anything Christmas related or Christmas type activities uh, should just be expressly verboten right off the rip well I mean, it came should, up because I mentioned that I hadn't seen it until last year 
and I finally sat down and watched the that movie. That dude had not seen It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. I mean, it's been a wonderful us. three quarters of a century. That's okay. I was, yeah. I was busy watching Jaws and Blues Brothers, so sue yeah. me. Yeah, hey, you're watching Die Hard, the other Christmas movie. Got it. Did you just say it was three quarters of a century? I will agree with Yeah. Yeah, three quarters of a century. I did catch that, actually. like that. That's, <laughs> there's no way you're a day over threefold. <laughs> I'm so old that having sex for me is like shooting pool with a rope. <laughs> oh, you guys got rope? Yeah. <laughs> I do have to wonder though. I mean, how does how does one arrive at this stage in life without seeing, you know, the, the seminal classic? Oh, I remember what it was. We were talking about old movies and I told you that my mom had made me uh sit down and and watch a bunch of old stuff. And then we were talking about uh watching John Wayne in Rio Bravo and El Dorado back to back. It's the same movie twice with different cast. So, and, and then it just went spinning way off kilter. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you know, Chris, the usual, as happens to the untethered. <laughs> I, I think that, like, you know, I, I as a as a young man, which was definitely four score and many moons ago, um, I, I really had a different opinion of John Wayne than I do now. But if you watch like the movie The Birdhouse with Robin Williams, and you realize that the the way that he portrays John Wayne is like. Wow, he really does talk like that and walk. That's impressive. <laughs> Fighting CB. That is a like one of the most brilliantly overacted movies of all time, and it's probably my favorite John Wayne movie. I'm trying to remember what comedian said it. it if you wanted to impersonate George Bush Sr., all you got to do is do John Wayne and then tighten his ass up. <laughs> Would you go, Richard? George Bush. George, can I finish? With a bit, little, little bit of a pucker. I, I'm, I'm loving how far off track this has gotten. <laughs> I, 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 I dare you to get it back on track. Drive it right into a neighbor's tree. <laughs> Work for me. Last time we talked to you, Chris, was all the way back in February. God, it seems like it's been forever since then. And you were navigating the murky waters of constructing your own 5,000-square-foot shop in the Georgia woods. So, how is everything? How's the murder palace? Have you moved in? <laughs> All right. So, the, the do, murder do you palace. Have, do you have kids buried in the crawl space? <laughs> Just uh, ask. Not that I would mention. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> what a stupid thing a 50, to say. Ixnay. <laughs> I have a 55-gallon drum of hydrofluoric acid. I mean, like, <laughs> why would I bury anything anywhere? Dude, like, knock on my door, I dare you. <laughs> uh, funny, funny, actually, a little aside. When we were uh, first talking to our uh, concrete contract, and... You're already laughing because you're like, who makes that segue? Well, me. <laughs> um, Your guy from No Hoffa Concrete. <laughs> <laughs> I know where he's buried. Do you? I don't know. The Chicago mob, damn it. Um, he, he met us at our old shop to, to go over plans and, and have a discussion around it. And then we cracked the door, and Morticia is, is sitting there, and he's like, Oh, what what is that? You know, the guy, um, very Hispanic um, gentleman, and you know he's the only person on his crew that spoke English. Phenomenal job. I mean, these guys yeah. did a, just a jam up job. But we, the first time, he, like he did the crucifix and Madre Padre figure. <laughs> 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 
Um, and then <laughs> spectacles, I testicles. I directly threaten, but I definitely did imply strongly that you know, if, like, you don't treat me right. And then I just kind of glared at my. I was like, "You ever seen Breaking Bad?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> you remember, like, you have how to they get a specific kind of plastic like, tub. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Well, that's HDPE, and there's 55 gallons of hydrofluoric uh, methyl chloride in that." So <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I need to be able to move this onto my concrete if you catch my trip. <laughs> Actually, it was double funny. The guy ended up stiffing me for a bunch of work. Like he, he finished the slab, but he was supposed to come back and put an easement in and a, you know pad out back. Uh, and, yeah, uh, he didn't want to be anywhere near you, Jack. No, no, not the first time. Uh, like, like when I went to get my windows tended the first time, the, the whole crew was like, nah, dude, I'm not getting near that car. <laughs> so, oh, that's, that's too bad. All right, so. How is the shop? How far along are you? I, I know you've moved some stuff in, but have you set up your studio and everything else? So we are we are completely moved in. Um, like some some of the things you don't think about, the intangibles, I guess, uh, or just, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm just vapid-minded or just absent-minded or something. You don't think about, like, the other things that last 95%. And anybody who's ever done any kind of work in, in project management knows that a project will go rough shot until you hit that 90, 92, 94, 95. And then 95 is a whole nother 90% mm-hmm. uh, to get that last five over the finish line. And wiring, yes. wiring this freaking monstrosity of a building mm-hmm. um because also i mean if it were up to me because i'm you know i'm definitely the type of dude who rolls around with you know a thousand feet of 10 gauge red wire in his car uh so that anytime i need to make an electrical improvement on the side of the road because of, of you know criminal levels of failure i can do that <laughs> um, you know, vampire clips and you know mal mal adjusted joints for for all of these things but one of my shopmates joel uh, who we call the Mad Fabricator is, um, you know, a remarkable wiring guy. You know, like he does commercial HVAC, but he also works on race cars. Like he works for a company that does wiring and ECUs for like drift teams and IMSA and stuff like that. He was a data engineer for an IMSA team. So having to deal with this meticulous schmuck on a on a daily basis, and I, I love him dearly, and he's he's one of my best friends. But I want to just throw like metal conduit everywhere. You know, like we've got two uh, 200 amp panels and single phase, which sucks because half of my tools are three phase. I, d- I just want to run wire. I just want to anywhere it'll go. It's like, well, that'll fit. Fuck it. You know, let's just drill a box there. And he's like, no, it needs to go in conduit. <laughs> like conduit, right? So mm-hmm. the yeah. panel back wall, the building is 50 feet across. It has 18 foot ceilings at the eaves, which makes it like 22 in the middle. Okay. I need to power a- an oven on the other side of the shop. So you need six gauge wire and you need about 80 feet of it going through one inch <laughs> conduit. Yeah. Two feet in the air. And I'm like, this sucks. This just sucks. I mean, like, well, let's just park everything on the back wall. What, what do you mean? I can't hang it with bungee cords. See, exa- you and I, we, again, we <laughs> understand like, each other. It's like yeah. giving Kareem Abdul-Jabbar a colonoscopy. I mean, you're just going to be threading forever. <laughs> oh, wow. That hits burn. home. <laughs> that was funny. I yeah. Well, <laughs> Just because I got to go see Dr. Proctonaut tomorrow. Yeah, it's celebration. <laughs> uh, he's like, don't get an erection, Dave. He goes, but I'm not Dave. No, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Ever done time, Doc? <laughs> it's just the thermometer. And it's like, why are both hands on my shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> 
Ta-da! <laughs> you have to pay extra for that. You, know? you got your 35-inch Super Swampers? Because you're going to need them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so... <laughs> Moon River. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> Conduit? Something, something yes, you can. Wiring. I, I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're moved in. We, we finished getting all of our stuff over there. It is uh, an absolute disaster. Um, we finished the mezzanine. Uh, we are currently building a bathroom. Um, it, just every time you turn around, it's like just money. Just oh yeah, oh yeah, money. Um, and we ran out of it a long time ago and the shop hasn't been making any in a long time. So it's one of those like, Hey, we need a place to, to pee. I was like, well, you have the earth. Yeah. So yeah. We built in the woods. We're in the woods. Hello. Yeah. Seriously. And it's like, Oh man, I've, I've got to have a movement. And it's like, well, here's a bucket. Get out <laughs> um, so you know, yeah, it, it has just been hemorrhaging money and not bringing any in. Um, I mean, the, the whole place is just a temple, right? I mean, like it's, it's dark green. It's beautiful. Um, like some kind of fool, I decided, oh, you know, let's do a, a nice shiny roof. You know, it's got a galvalume, which is like a coated galvanized aluminum roof. Dude, <laughs> the sun hits that thing just right, and you can see it from fucking space. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was driving up there at like two o'clock in the afternoon and I turned the corner and it is buried in the woods, right? Like my driveway is 560 feet before you get to the building. And I was a quarter mile away and I was about blinded because of the reflection coming through the woods. And I was like, I've seen horror movies that start this way. You know, like, like Cabin in the Woods. I'm pretty sure that bright light at the beginning was this. So, pardon me, Mr. Gonchi. I'm from the county. We'd like to have a word. Uh, it's, it's, we'll just call it Little Dubai because wasn't that where that building was where that was melting jaguars across oh, the street? Yes, I remember that. It's like some, some jackass decided, you know what? Let's build a convex mirror in yeah. the desert. <laughs> this sounds like a good idea. Go. Sure, why not? You know. I well, mean, these guys are also famous for like surfing on their, uh, you know, on two wheels down the road, you know. And, oh, sure. Uh, Every uh, land yeah. cruiser known to man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like eight wheel SUVs and stuff like that. <laughs> why wouldn't you take a G Wagon and add, you know, 18 wheeler access to it? But, and a helicopter. Hey, pad. if you got the money, I'm yeah. not saying I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah I would. <laughs> but that's probably the same guy who built the, uh, the three times scale Humvee. Oh, my God. I watched that like two weeks ago. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, the I do. Things that. like sixty <laughs> feet long, and it takes several people to drive it. And it it's like four miles an hour. It's like watching the crawler that delivers the space shuttle. It's like, a, <laughs> Hummer with a caboose. Oh, oh you, it's you, you have to see it. It's fantastic. Oh it's, yeah, you know, over twenty feet high, God. and the whole upper deck just looks like the gambling from like a riverboat or something. <laughs> like right there's yeah. like. You know, hey, you know, I got paid. Let me go buy blank. You know, I'm going to go put new subs in my car or something like that or put a set of rims on it. And then you've got like, you know, I'm just hanging out with a sultan of Brunei and, you know, like <laughs> Sting shows up and, you know, Bono <laughs> from U2 is just hanging out and he's, you know, with his sunglasses and all. Like, that guy's got that kind of money. That's what I always you know? wanted to do was be able to go to my father and go, hey, dad, could I borrow some money? I'd like to buy Portugal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Frickin' A. Pretty sure you need that kind of money just to afford the gas in my car at this point. But <laughs> <laughs> that's how they have the money. 
Yeah, you know what? I, ironically, yes, but I'm pretty sure they don't have a, a card for that. This guy drives a hearse. We yeah. like him. I, he can live. It th- thank God I managed to sell the Impala just before five dollar gas. Oh, brutal. <laughs> you know, actually, I had a I had a '97 Cobra for a long time, and uh, you know, it was a pretty decent street car, and you know, it was a 12 second car on street tires, which in '90s terminology, that, that was, was pretty that fair. Was, that's pretty good. Yeah. Gas hit like 4.30 a gallon, and I worked in downtown Atlanta, and it was 48.6 miles from my house to oh, the office. No. Oh, And it was, it was I, I maybe have mentioned this car before, but it had a spec stage three clutch in it and a uh, Steeda clutch quadrant, uh, you know, dustable cable, all that. It had every bolt-on you could put on a car because basically every time I take it to the drag strip, I would just take it up to seven grand, dump the clutch, and hold on for dear life. And same thing with like street racing. So everything had been replaced. You know, everything that broke. Yeah, you know, I went through like three transmissions before I finally was like, you know what? I need a Tremec. And, you know, like I think four rear ends before I'm like, you know what? I should take this to a professional. And uh, <laughs> you know, like the 88 is virtually indestructible, but, you know, until you put like 31 spine axles and an FRPP girdle in it and, you know, aluminum drive shaft, all of that so stuff. So it's you're just, ju- it's just constantly right. finding the weak link. Right. And <laughs> with the, the specs clutch was so good i mean like it was just binary it was either off or hold on for dear life you know there was nothing in between and like when you work in in atlanta and have to spend two actual hours not even hyperbole like two hours sitting in traffic to get home in a car that you know long tube headers and so you know your 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 boys are slowly creeping down your pants and eventually they're going to end up on the ground and i mean i'm glad i bought a corvette you know because you know like now they just touch the the white you know new balance instead of mention number two twice in one show twice in one show twice in one show oh did you guys already bag on the new balance oh yeah Uh, Maybe a oh, little. <laughs> yeah, because if you're wearing tight enough jorts, you know, everything will probably stay. stay yeah. I mean, you're not shit unless you've got a, you know, wearing a Hawaiian shirt with a picture of your car on it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So because of, because you got of the full car, you know, uniform, I'm, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm absolutely gonna do that. Like I'm, I've got enough gray in my beard now that I can, I can probably pull off the Bahama shirt. Yeah, with the, who are you talking on. to? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just waiting. I look what, like I'm I on can't my figure way out to... which one of us gets to say, "You never get sick, you never grow old, and you never die." Because yeah. we do look like a casting couch of cocoon right now. Except for the <laughs> <laughs> I, I let the beard go a little bit. I look like I should be telling you about diabetes. Yeah. At this point, I actually want to go swimming with Jessica Tandy. I won't kid you. <laughs> and you know, like, Wilfred Brimley was, like, younger than Paul Rudd is right now when he made that movie. Yeah. Isn't it awful? Oh, yeah. That is, like, I was like, I want to know. I don't I don't even want to know his, like, skincare routine. I was like, I want to know what demon to summon because I got trade <laughs> <afraid>, finally. <laughs> Wow. His name Who is are you? I am Hikate, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I had so I'm so waiting for So there was this roof and it was so, bright. So I had a, had a 96 or 97 oh, oh, that's gallon, right. right? Gas got to like 4:30 a gallon. And when I eventually sold the car because the clutch was so heavy, the seat frame was bent. Oh my to god. The left side because like my big ass was having to like press press off the seat to get the clutch all the way in. And that was gas was four thirty a gallon. So this was like two thousand five cars or something like eight. that. So all of these people are like, oh, you know, let's go, Brandon. You know, it's like one, you don't understand how macroeconomics work. First off, second off, I paid for that guy's fucking enormous Hummer. 
just from driving that car into Atlanta every single time. <laughs> That's all IT people are for, is giving money to Jeff Bezos and like paying ridiculous cars. So. Speaking of heavy clutches, the one that was in uh, Vlad when I had it, uh, during COVID, Rhonda and I went around looking at houses, but uh, while we were out, realized we didn't have any mass with us in the car. So we just kind of drove around and drove by the houses. Eh, course of a couple of hours, I don't know how many shifts, you know, probably a thousand before we got home in and out of neighborhoods and stoplights and everything else pulled in the garage and I went to get out of the car and my left leg gave out from underneath me, dumped me right on my can on the garage floor. <laughs> I had worn out my left leg with the clutch on that thing. That's amazing. Martha, <laughs> my sack really act. Holy crap. I'm coming Elizabeth. This is the big one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with all the other junk parked around. Uh, There's a whole segment of our audience going, I don't know what they're talking about. And the rest are going, oh, shit, I remember that. I'm sorry. If you're under 40, you haven't gotten any yeah, of the jokes we, in the we last apologize. 20 minutes. <laughs> Somebody at work today said something about Lawrence Welk. And was like, oh, I bet you've never seen that. I was like, well, I have grandparents too, Jack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had. I made, I made a mini pearl reference. That's what what started. Someone was like, "I can't find my glasses." I was like, "Well, put a tile on it. You'll look like mini pearl with her price tag." <laughs> you know, below a certain vintage, you're just not going to get that one. No, like, not going to catch borderline it. before me. Had to watch uh, Lawrence Welk at my grandparents' house sitting on their couch that was covered in clear vinyl. Oh, oh yeah. Amazing. Did it have the little bumps on it too? So that no, your no. Butt looked this like is the cottage cheese. Stuff. <laughs> So in the summertime, if you sweat, it'll just jump oh, you right off God. on the floor. Mark is over here thinking that they took like a carpet roller from a home from Office Depot that you you know and like just flipped it over because your grandparents are dicks, dude. Yeah. My grandmother's trailer was just a world full of plastic nipples. Every damn thing was covered with plastic nipples, and all of it was old enough to make it really hard plastic. So you sat down, and it's just fighting you for its own life none of those plastic nipples had anything to do with what she did for a living (laughs) seriously everything that mark just said i'm going to copy that verbatim and that's going to be the intro to my OnlyFans page (laughs) (laughs) my grandmother's trailer was nothing but a world full of plastic nipples dude amen brother that's it that's the catch line that's that's the name of my next album i think your next album is going to be grandma's plastic nipples (laughs) (laughs) how many syllables in that we could make a haiku from it i'm sure <laughs> Last line is just hippopotamus for no reason. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. Well, so, yeah. So because of Mark's grandma's plastic nipples, uh, my shop will blind you from space. There we go. Full circle. <laughs> I wondered what the connection was. Well, <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still struggling with the hippopotamus. Like <laughs> who oh, are hard. Sometimes make no sense. Oh, poor Corey, he's just looking at us like you're everything wrong with the world, both of you. <laughs> well, that is a, a bygone fact, sir. <laughs> wow. So, so other than uh, all the craziness building it, how is the uh, how's the garage working yeah, out? Yeah, do you have shelves of space? <laughs> I mean, what's it like? What it is, is well, it he's is been he's been si- signaling the Venusians. <laughs> it's like right now I'm just communicating with the ISS in space it's like, it's like, like it just constantly when you know using the trees to be like send nudes <laughs> so my Morse code is rusty I was probably sending like the dimensions and playmate on but it is it is glorious man you roll up on this thing and you you just you 
you stand in front of it and it's like, my God, what an excess, what a testament to, to arrogance, you know, like it's just, <laughs> and you know, because we build things, you know, like we're like, ah, fine, we'll put the building together ourselves. Perfectly reasonable course of action. Mm -hmm. That is a correct <laughs> statement. And I think last time we spoke, I gave a, a, a clue into the, the wide, wide world of creative financing. Mm -hmm. Um, and honest to God, if you were going to build such a monstrosity to stroke your own ego, pay somebody else to do it. I was if you've arrived at a point where your ego can sustain that kind of bill, you can probably pay somebody. I cannot. I wanted to ask you how much money you had or had not saved on the construction of this doing it yourself. Oh, for God's sake. What a awful question. Awful. <laughs> Are you one of those new 86,000 IRS agents? Are you trying to go? I know my rights. No. <laughs> I don't know you. That's my purse. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I mean, like when when the first quote we got to put the building up, and from you know soup to nuts, total you know like not quite turnkey, but actually somebody putting it, putting the frame together, putting the skin on it was like fifty five grand. Um, and that doesn't sound that bad. It, well, Does it doesn't include have concrete. It's, um, not, it's not your money. Like <laughs> Selling naked pictures of myself and like that that added me like a negative thirty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that the ticket for being nude in, in Georgia is seventeen fifty. Um <laughs> just keep that in mind. It's twenty bucks on truest here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wouldn't believe what that road cone has seen. <laughs> um, That's a real specific tank. <laughs> oh <laughs> so, <laughs> that one's named Martha. <laughs> what happened? See what happened was. <laughs> um, I I think we did save a little bit of money, but there was there's you know opportunity cost. We'll call it that. Where you you know like between no. like every day that we're working in the new shop or working on the new shop is time we're not spending running the plasma when we're not welding when we're not making powder coating for people, and so it has just been a colossal suck. <laughs> of of money from you know basically October until a few weeks from now. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that has been keeping any money coming in is my CNC router in my basement because I can run wood signs while I'm working. Like so, I'm sitting there with a laptop, and in in all bougie ways to describe it, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in the theater in my house on a you know MacBook Air, <laughs> but, oh. you know, while the machines are in the other room making money. Um, that's not the worst thing ever. No, I mean, but I have no kids. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> I'm a giant child and therefore my toys. <laughs> well, I, I can relate. I'm, I'm just, I'm just ready for it to be done. And I was, you know, when we brought my car over, uh, had the, the terrible, painful realization that none of my toys run. It was like we're just unloading bike after bike after oh, bike. I was like, well, yeah. that doesn't run. That doesn't run. That doesn't run. We get the go-kart out. I was like, well, that doesn't run. Get the hearse off the trailer. I was like, well, that doesn't run. I was like, for God's sake. You know, I'm kind of tired of making stuff for other people. I just want to work in my car. You know, I've got mountains of parts, you know, and over the years I've just been amassing this collection of beautiful, beautiful parts to go on the car. And it just... No I it's like going to a strip club, honestly. I mean, you're just like, <laughs> here's here's money. I get nothing out of it. And ta-da. And, you know, with the flip side of, you know, you get to, to take the G-string home at the end of the night. Or, you know, yeah, wow. Or, yeah, that's a special <laughs> thing. You want to talk about something that will make a little 87 Nissan pickup smell charming? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that was a one and done. Uh, better than a felony tree. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is that perfume, and why did Walmart sell it? Mike, you know what, Mark? There's a there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> I was young. I was stupid. I was naive. I was drunk. (laughs) None of this makes any sense whatsoever. Just first off, the eighty-seven Nissan. I mean, was it like the Max Cab? The one. Oh no, no, no! It was the super base little hard body five speed. It had air conditioning and a lack of hope. (laughs) Love those. Like, what a ridiculous vehicle to be like. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do that. You know, (laughs) it got great gas mileage. I'll give it that. But did you replace your like high school tassel with a like a, a string bag from a stripper? On the, uh, the yeah, yeah. It was I was in radio at the time, and I'd gotten to go to a strip club free. Got hammered, merciless, while I was there, and and fortunately won the raffle where you sit on a chair and she does a strip teaser. And I'm so drunk and embarrassed that I'm not doing uh, whatever the guys are supposed to do there. And she's like, "Trick it in your teeth." I'm like, okay, and then she peels it off, and and it's done. Thank God, and uh, and so I put that in my truck, thinking it would make me cool, and no, it just made my truck smell like a very desperate renews it. God, that, that <laughs> I sounds was, exactly like getting pulled over by the Georgia State Patrol. Put <laughs> <laughs> it your teeth. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> Sing! Sing, damn you! <laughs> nice mount me hat. Yeah. Mount me. Well, you let know. me get a couple more drinks in me first. and then yeah, You know how fast you're going? The speed of love. <laughs> Why I pulled you over? Because I let you. <laughs> uh, I have a worse story than that about Officer Fox of the Missouri Water Patrol. I will tell you after. <laughs> Post-show. Oh, I'm, I'm into this. <laughs> it's already describing water sports. Not even my thing, but I'll pay attention. Yeah. First line of our conversation, when did you have your last last drink? My mouth is still cold. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even crack a smile. Ooh, tough crowd. It's going to be tough. He got a paper cut writing you that ticket as fast as he could. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Man. You know, I think it's both probably a good and bad thing. We all didn't. We don't live closer. Like, (laughs) there's a lot of more mistakes that could have been made. Oh, I agree. <laughs> no, and, and I think they could be made on a regular <laughs> basis. <laughs> what happens when morons have money and friends that don't say no? It's like, oh, well, <laughs> there you go. I'm not. I'm positive. not one of those people. Just I'm like to verify that. I am. I, I haven't been this broke since I was in my twenties. You know, like I kind of wish I just picked up like a powder addiction of some sort because I think that would have been cheaper than like, cars and building your own ridiculous shop. Yeah, the Peruvian marching powder that would have been good for you. <laughs> Hey, man, what are you into? I don't care, man. Woo! <laughs> Chris, you look like you've dropped weight. You know, for all the bad things people say about cocaine. <laughs> Dude, I'm so ADD. Like, that, all, like, I would be calm as a Hindu cow. I just, just sit there, like, <laughs> with the nummies and otherwise. It's just like people are painting my baseboards, and I'm sitting there just examining the, the nature of the moon. You know, just, no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Well, I see you've got you know your mountain of um, of uh, guitars back there, etc. Are you able to get all your vehicles in there too? <laughs> well, into into the shop, yes. Uh, okay. A long time ago, I did figure out that I I have to have a limited number of vehicles because I'm I'm not superstitious in any way, and I believe in virtually nothing. Right? If it is like unless science can definitively prove it, I probably don't believe in it. I say that giant asterisks. I. Pretty sure my car gets jealous. 
And like the personification of a 1972 Cadillac is absolutely absurd, especially for somebody who doesn't even believe in ghosts. But you just walk by and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't work. I'm sorry. What? We cool? You know, like don't, don't anything while I'm out. You are not alone. And I, I'm 95% sure, like, if I were to, you know, take my vet up to the shop, which there's no chance of that happening because it wouldn't make it down the driveway without $5,000 worth of front-end damage because, you know, <laughs> gravel. Um, oh. Although, a, probably a, an affordable way to grade the driveway. You know, <laughs> let's just take that crown out by way of a you know, front air dam. Um, I would wake up, I'd go out there the next day and the car would be totaled in the corner and be like, neither of you are running. What the hell? Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know. Not not in the Christine sense of like show me because you know we've talked about that and that not, clearly didn't work either. So not that, but do you do you have the superstition about not saying bad things about your car in its presence? Oh God, yes, yeah. I absolutely do because you know like I had a truck uh, we named Lurch and you know because you know my car's name is Morticia. I figured sure. Lurch, my F three fifty, it was an eighty seven F three fifty with a you know big stake side bad dually. Um, a fair servant to Lurch, so I, or a servant to Morticia. So I thought, Lurch, good name. That truck was a heap. Like I, <laughs> the, My friend who went with me to buy that is now completely forbidden to ever go with me when I buy anything. <laughs> like, like, if you into the store to go pick up a bag of like cauliflower, you know, he's not supposed to go with me because I might end up with a you know 87 pickup truck or something. Um, but, yeah, that truck's name was Start, You Piece of Shit. <laughs> and I, I learned over the years that like if you're actually nice to your car it doesn't change the outcome but you feel like maybe you didn't jinx yourself be like oh we're gonna have a great day today yep no we're not you know <laughs> like, if you, you start cussing it's like every 30 minute job is one broken bolt away from a two-day ordeal oh it, god yeah is the history of my car so i am definitely one of those people who does not yell at my car anymore and i will get mad at other people who are cussing while i'm working on my car be like yes you can hear you yes <laughs> language <laughs> we're, we're under a seven thousand pound car right now do you maybe want to adjust your attitude a little bit <laughs> i'm glad to know it's not just me man <laughs> i do a lot of knock on dashes oh crap is it gonna oh it's gonna oh wait knock on dash come on <laughs> come on you can do it come on sweetheart oh. come so, on uh, you guys probably need an update. Where are we at with uh, the, my car project? Well, oh, please. Yeah. I was going to ask you if there was anything easy about this build. Anything on the building that you put up? I mean, aside from hanging uh, a wire from bungee cords from the rafters. Uh, <laughs> was there anything that when you did it, you were like, well, that wasn't so bad. That's Nothing. a lot easier than Absolutely. I thought. <laughs> there was no part of this that I would go back and be like, uh, actually, if if I built a second one, um, I it would have gone by in a tenth of the time because yeah. like there was a lot of learning. I mean, the first part of the building when we were starting to frame it, that first port uh, or portal of the building, um, when it took a week to get those four columns up in the rafters and all that. But then the rest of them kind of flew through until we realized our you know incredibly tragic mistake of putting them in the wrong place. Um, <laughs> but but even now we know that right like the uh, the mistake was for, for those who have not been following the story of our, our hero's journey was uh, there was a slight miscommunication of where the bolts went. And so we you know we pulled we, we broke out the transit and you know we, we aligned everything we took a whole day with the transit and you know lined everything up, snapped chalk lines. Fun pro tip, 
If you snap a chalk line and you put, you can buy a can of clear enamel, spray over that, and the chalk line will persist as long as you do. Mm-hmm. Super helpful. And so when we were putting the, you know, designing this, we said, okay, well, the chalk line, the center line of the bolts for the columns, that is where the, that's where we'll build. And fast forward about a month into the process, and again, a miscommunication. So one person was putting the bracket to the edge of that line, and the other person was putting the center hole, center line of the bolt to that line. And there's an inch and seven-eighths difference between those two locations. So as you're hanging a rafter that is 50 feet long and probably weighs 700 pounds, and they don't fit, (laughs) (laughs) of course, being the brilliant engineering types that we are uh we grab two fifty or 25 foot ratchet straps and just connect the columns and pull them together until the the rafter fit and you know we put the roof on or the roof girts and or purlins on and everything and we're looking at it and it just looks like uh the, the wave you know it is just you know a logo for a seattle team of some sort <laughs> chris uh, thinks he's gonna post point. a sign on the outside of the building says content under tension the degonzi <laughs> swoop don't do oh it oh my god we, uh <laughs> once we realized what had happened um i didn't i literally did not go back out there for two months i was oh. so mad at the situation because it wasn't any any individual's fault it was just that we were rushing and mm. didn't know what the hell we were doing and at no point, right? Like we're seven bays into this thing, and then you look down the center line of the roof, and there's a foot difference between individual rafters. And we had already put all these uh, purlins in, right? Like the connecting the the rafters between them. And mm-hmm. no point did we even consider. Well, that doesn't seem right. And so we we're coming up with all these creative ways that we're going to fix the columns. Okay, well, I'm going to hook the the scissor lift up to, you know, with a ratchet strap, and that'll take the tension off of it because, you know, we've got all the tension that a ratchet strap can provide, like a 3,000-pound ratchet strap. (laughs) It was complete nothing. Like, you unbolted it, and you just had to kick it a few times, and it just popped into place. I'm like, well, this is ridiculous. Okay, fine. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, it's... It has been an exercise. It has been a lot. We've learned a ton. Uh, no part of it has gone according to plan. None of it has been within even the same universe as in budget. Um, <laughs> you know, like what was, you know, like the septic tank. You don't think about your septic tank. Like how much does a septic tank cost? It's like asking Bill Gates, what does a banana cost? He's like, oh, septic tank, $6,500. Really? A toilet I'm like, dude, I'm seriously, like, I'm just going to build a trebuchet in a bucket. Like, I'm going <laughs> to counterweight a trebuchet with a Cadillac engine back and just hurl, you know, feces at my neighbors, you know, from, you know, and the little, little things. It's like, oh, well, we need more gravel. Oh, we need more gravel than that. Oh, we need more gravel still. And at, you know, like $650 a truckload and 560 foot long driveway. And you have to put gravel all over, you know, the place. And so I think we have something like 10 loads, like tandem axle dumpster <clears throat> dump trucks full of gravel. Well, two of those Pro- were for the trebuchet. Yes, very much. <laughs> very much. So. And, you know, you had to, you know, have to have a bubbler for your, you know, 15 foot bong. Um, <laughs> you know, and anybody who can clear it obviously gets to take the full pot. But <laughs> No pun intended. Um, <laughs> it's just it's been a it's been an adventure. Uh, so many wonderful friends though helped out all along the process. You know, I've got a friend who does you know commercial docks and roll up doors, and he came out on a Sunday on his day off and helped us put the doors in. Um, 
you know, it's just every, all these people are just so, I'm so grateful for all of my friends that have come out and help. Um, and like, I know that they're not doing it because they know I'm going to let them use the shop later. Um, because I would anyway, right. Whether they helped or not, but yeah, I'm just, I'm very fortunate in that regard that I've got friends that know how to do things. I at work cause I work in it for a living, you know, like it sounds funny to everybody, but I literally have a guy for everything, you know, yep. in a non-gendered sense, but let's, you know, like, do you know a plumber? Yeah. Do you know an electrician? Yeah. Do you know a guy who can put siding on a building? Yeah. Oh, you got a commercial roof guy? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> he's polished my roof. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Gave him money. You know? um, <laughs> he's blind now, but. <laughs> and even our, our neighbors are amazing. Like the, the neighbor right next to us, he's a, an older, older gentleman. He tests electrical equipment for a living. And he came out, he's probably in his 60s. And that dude came out and slung steel with us weekend after weekend. And then just out of kindness, he did it. And he, his wife texted me one night and he was like, uh, hey, our son's getting married. We'd like to make a piece of art for him. Can you do that? Cut him something on the plasma, powder coated it. It was beautiful, right? It was a really nice piece. And he's like, well, what, what do I owe you? It's like, yeah, we take baked goods. I don't know if you noticed, we're all fat. this this lovely old lady comes walking through the woods while we're working on it and bringing a pan of homemade uh cinnamon rolls that were some of the best i've ever had in my life i'm like this is going to work out just fine (laughs) right up until we start pulling hearses in here and you you guys get to look out on your retirement home every day i gave that satanist cinnamon rolls what the hell (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, we are on the left-hand side of your pro- your property. I so. knew it. There you go. <laughs> so, do you have a grand opening date for friends and family to come out and celebrate this magnificent new structure? I wish I did. I wish I did. We are uh, unfortunately right now. I have orders stacking up because oh. I've got some some repeat customers that are jonesing for new new art, and uh, we got a new plasma table and. It's been sitting there a week, and I still haven't taken it out of the crate, which is a new oh record my. for me. Oh wow! Um, yeah. You know, I, I caught grief the other day because it's like I, you know, got a new guitar amp, and like my my friends were like, "Wow, you made it a whole twelve hours without buying a new guitar! Congratulations!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, new plasma table, big sucker. I can do a whole four by eight sheet of steel on it at any given moment. So pretty oh. excited about that because that means that we can do bumpers. Oh I boy. Can make higher like just which means now we have to make a new uh powder coating booth which means we need a new way to blast things and so it's just a vicious cycle it all starts with i just need this one bracket (laughs) (laughs) and so it begins yeah while i was in there (laughs) while exactly and this this entire fiasco started because of the suspension on my car right (laughs) there is not one company on earth that will make, I mean, plenty will make, but nobody does make, uh, if you wanted to do an unequal length four-link, you know, or like a triangulated four-link for mm-hmm. a 1972 commercial chassis Cadillac. Shocking that there's nobody out there capitalizing on this amazingly <laughs> immense world <laughs> of, of idiots That's... putting a 1,000 horsepower 472 in a, in a hearse. Jesus. I mean, like, you would think that this is just an untapped market, but as there turns out, there's a whole one of us. <laughs> so I needed a way to be able to cut brackets, being able to, you know, build suspension parts. And, you know, you're dealing with a car that's that heavy. You know, we're, t- we're talking like diesel truck-sized parts. But, you know, Christ, the trailing arms on this thing are going to be four feet long, and you're going to have to cut them out of at least quarter-inch plate. 
So we had to get enough plasma table to be able to do that. Well, to justify the plasma table, you know, it's like, well, let's start selling some stuff, which is how we got in this mess in the first place. It's like, oh, we have a shop. We should sell stuff. Oh, I'll make furniture, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, you know, now I've built a $305,000 building because I needed a place to park my car. <laughs> but I digress. Speaking um, of said car, how is Morticia? Oh, she is dusty and unhappy about it. Um, the, the other problem is that the longer she sits, the more parts I acquire and the more complicated the process becomes. So, you know, it's one thing you're like, okay, we're going to move to fuel injection. And the, the, the normal, normal, intelligent, rational person would be like, oh, Holly Sniper. Perfect idea. Great. Bolt it on, plug it in, self-tunes, Bob's your uncle. Nope, not this idiot. So we... Uh, Bought a Megasquirt, uh, Megasquirt 3 Pro, and, you know, a 1,000 CFM Holly throttle body and all the sensors and all that that goes with that. Well, then we're like, well, what are we going to do about fuel delivery? Okay, well, let's run 6AN line all the way from the, the tank. Well, how are you getting the fuel out of the tank? Well, let's put dual 400 liter per hour wall burrows. You know what? Let's go ahead and do a splash tank while we're in there. So, so... <laughs> So, so now there's a race car, you know, splash tank in the tank or sitting next to the tank because we haven't quite built it yet. Two 400, you know, oh, well, now you need a way to power that. Oh, well, how are you picking up, like, how are you sending uh, information to it? How are you, you know, you can pulse with modulate one of those fuel pumps so you can regulate your pressure to the regulator com- by the computer. And, oh, well, by the way, every time you do this, it's 25 feet away. Right. So... Ah, yeah. Well, instead of let's do instead of just sending wire, why don't we build a, a a CAN bus system? And this is where we are now. By the way, is there you know there are like a dozen STM thirty two um, like little Raspberry Pi or not Arduino um, CAN interfaces going into the car so that I can send you know via like MQTT, which is a message bus for it's a queuing system, to be able to say okay fuel pump, I need you to run at seventy percent. And, you know, secondary fuel pump, I need you to run at 100% um, in constant, you know, because it'll do one, one hertz. So, like, I can send a 1,000 messages a second to anything in the car. But <laughs> this is what happens, is the longer I'm not working on my car, the more complicated it gets. Like, you know, you guys can't really see my desk right now, but there's literally dozens of these fucking processors <laughs> on my desk right now. And CAN bus interfaces to be able to get stuff is like, well, how are you going to read the gas gauge? Well, a normal person would just pick up the, you know, it's got a potentiometer in it, so you would just read the delta of resistance. Nope, not this idiot. Like, <laughs> again, sending it over a message bus. So there's a central computer that runs inside, you know, it's a, a Raspberry Pi 4 Plus that is picking up messages from everything in the car to display it on the dashboard. And even that went over complicated because I bought a 12.3-inch touchscreen to recreate my dashboard so that, yeah, the interior is going to look like a brand-new car. You guys will appreciate this, though. 2014 CTSV steering wheel. <laughs> oh, boy. Right, with the, the V logo and everything, like beautiful, suede-wrapped. All of these buttons are going to work. Wow. That's the best part. Like you'll be able to like turn on line lock with this button and you'll be able to like change, you know, like change tunes with one of them. If you want to put on the kill tune, you could just hit that button. And then these will actually control the radio. So you really don't yeah. run these ideas by anybody, do you? 
I do. That's the worst part. <laughs> like my friends are equally dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surrounded by brilliant idiots because they're like, "Hey, you know what we could do?" And every time somebody says that, you know what we could do? Like it costs me money. My yeah. wallet weeps your sh- every time. That your plays. shop is starting to sound like grown-up study hall, where. <laughs> You know, we could do all this, except nobody had any money, and you're just drawing it on paper. You're actually doing this stuff. Um, but I'm an idiot. You guys know this. I mean, <laughs> that's why we love you. You're just like us. <laughs> you, you could do better. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I, I do. I honestly, I do love these little things. Like the microelectronics. I I went down a rabbit hole uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, so in my again, I'm. I know that we're. We go way the hell off course every time you talk to me, but that's just, you know. What course? <laughs> um, yeah, what course? Um, because, so I, like most grown men, you know, like you have to decide when you can get to a certain age, like what are you really into, right? And there's basically three major camps. Barbecue, World War II history, nice. or trains, right? <laughs> Door number one, please. <laughs> right. And you're in Kansas City, so I mean, like you by default, yes, you know, like yeah. you're just waiting on that Union Pacific to go by, so you can wave at it in your New Balance and talk about the you know weapons of Verdun <laughs> while waiting on the pork butt to be done, you know, <laughs> trench warfare, um, and just cover all the bases, right? So, I, as an avid fat man and a you know prodigious meat eater, I was, I'm, my wife got me a smoker a couple of years ago, and thinking. And she is the most amazing human being ever. We've been together since middle school with a couple of starts and stops. But, like, she is my partner in crime, soulmate. She gets me. She knows I'm an idiot. She's a 100 times smarter than I am and still encourages my bad behavior. Like, so she buys me a smoker thinking it might help me relax. But she also acknowledges the fact that I don't not obsess over everything I do. Mm-hmm. You don't know and how to so, do anything a little. Right. I don't have a, a medium setting. Right. Again, very binary. I'm either asleep or, you know, running full speed. My even my amps are all, you know, set to eleven. So she buys me a smoker and it's wonderful. I've made plenty of fine port button, you know, on it. I'm not quite bold enough to get on the brisket yet, but the Bluetooth thermometer mm. that I bought will not get to my office. Ah, this will not do. This will not do. I cannot not know what my, my smoker is doing. So, using a bunch of Arduinos, I, I recreated my own smoker that posts to a message bus using the same technology that is going into my car. And so, I've got a dashboard, this screen over here, that shows me the progress of the smoke. And if it retreats by more than five degrees over a 10-minute window, it'll send me a page to let me know that it's flamed out. Go adjust it. And the next, next version of this will probably have motorized baffles. So that I can just be like, oh, okay, well, let me just open them up by this much and, you know, like, import some air. Because I don't believe in pellet smokers. I think the pellet smokers, once you've gotten into pellet smoking, just go buy a barbecue, dude. Like, you're not you're not doing it, you know? Anyways. That's <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> so it's a wonderful life. You've never seen it, huh? That's amazing. No, I've seen it once now. <laughs> I've seen it once. Uh, uh, that, uh, that's a hot mess. <laughs> we've traversed the earth, gentlemen. We've we've made made progress. Well, we haven't quite tra- traversed all of it. I was going to ask you what your plans are for Halloween. Is Morticia going to roll over under her own power, or are you going to have to use something else? 
what are you doing for Halloween this year? Um, first off, we're like the the beauty of our our general life is we don't really have to decorate for Halloween. Like the game is like what stays out all year mm-hmm. and when people come over. And we don't really believe in like the Christmas thing of if you you know leave your de- decorations out you know too long, then the earth will be destroyed. Um, you know, because that happened one year I left a gnome out, and that was 2016, and you know we all know what happened. So, um, we're we're not necessarily going to decorate, but we really want to have a party this year. But my wife's last day of her master's degree is October 30th, and so right now we're just hitting every Hobby Lobby and Michaels and trying to Home Depot, trying to buy all the decor we can that we're not going to put out. Um, so with any luck, with any luck, I can get Morticia running. Or, by God, I'm going to drag her home because, like, two years in a row of not having my hearse sitting in my driveway with pick yeah. whichever casket I feel like to hand out ca- candy from, it just sucks. You know, like, what is the fun in being an avid Halloween kind of person if your neighbors aren't terrified of you? Yeah. <laughs> At least three of the four of us think Halloween is the best holiday all year Oh, long. yeah. And well, uh, Rhonda has enough Halloween stuff that Hallmark sends her hate mail. <laughs> the whole house will be absolutely jam-packed with it. Not uh, without my fun size Snickers. That's right, <laughs> by God. That have gotten to be so small now, you can just absorb them through the pores in your skin. A bag for the kids, a bag for me. You know, it's it's easy math. <laughs> One for the doctor. <laughs> uh, one year we oh, gave... I should have been an anesthesiologist. <laughs> yeah, one year we gave out candy to the kids, and we gave out beer and condoms to the adults. <laughs> was it like beer in the condoms because i mean that makes for an interesting chug game <laughs> that, that's quite the party isn't it you gotta get your head under it <laughs> just, just leave them in the break room at work just pin them right right with a safety pin right up the middle be like free condom you know <laughs> it's like bringing a parachute off facebook marketplace is like you know <laughs> used once never open slight blood stain make offer you know? <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, Before we get too far off track, one more again. Uh, (laughs) You know, a lot of the people who listen to this show, and and certainly even uh, I started off, I I found you through Ed Bullion and the VinWiki channel on YouTube. And you've you've done a ton of stories with Ed, and every one of them makes me laugh. Thank you. What's your favorite? Uh, You know, well, first off, let me say, like, I I loved the episode where you had Ed on. like people, people don't know this about Ed, and I, I'm very, very, very honored to be able to call him a friend. You know, like he is, a just a beautiful human being. Like he is as genuine of a guy. Like you, you see his success, and you think about the things he's done, and you know, he's worked at a Lamborghini dealership, and he's got all this cool stuff, and his house is remarkable. But he, he is genuinely a super grounded individual, and he is just the nicest dude. So I have. Just you couldn't put a gun to my head and say say one bad thing about Ed, and I'd be like, hey, he's got better cars than I do. That's that's it. <laughs> that's like the extent of what you could come up with. His his story about the selling uh, a Lamborghini to a stripper with butt implants <laughs> just had me in tears. Like that is what draw drew me to the channel initially. Pretty sure her name's Kimmy. Of, <laughs> yes, actually, um, he's like Kimmy. I <laughs> do you have butt implants? I died. I couldn't handle it. Um, and I, I like the, the stories of Rabbit. Rabbit is, you know, hysterical. Um, the guy who actually holds the record for the world's fastest hearse, I, I'm completely blanking on the guy's name, but um, he's, a, he's a 
hell is that guy's name now I think about it um anyways he's uh, he's got a page about his shenanigans or whatever like I don't know how I feel about that guy like I, I kind of you know like he, part of me as a I'm not a Hearst purist but like it's very much a defining feature of my world mm-hmm. uh right now you know for those listening you can't see this but like in the background of the video like you can see part of my collection of vintage embalming bottles you know and like there's a uh, tank from an embalming machine right behind me you know like like hearses and funeral equipment are kind of my thing and this dude takes a first call car which is what they take the the freshly expired body from the hospital to the funeral home with you know it's a station call, wagon that's called a first call car well first call car and so like when you see you know a buick station wagon with landau bars on it that's probably a first call car now they use you know panel wagons you know so if you see like a dodge wagon show up at somebody's house and it doesn't have any windows they dead (laughs) 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 but you know he he took one of those based on an impala or a roadmaster or something like that he did twin turbo ls motor in it the thing went like nines or something you know and like i i give the guy respect that is hauling butt matter of fact there's somebody i follow on instagram called hauling ash which i think is (laughs) super clever that car runs like 850s in the quarter and but it's a full tube chassis car right like it i don't think it was ever uh hearse um totally cool though i mean like it's just badass like it's a 427 you know lsx motor with twin 88s on it or something like that but that is fucking cruising man um i don't ever plan to go that fast in a full-bodied car i mean like that is you know purpose-built race car sure joel's moron jetta that we're working on uh you know it's like 1500 horsepower (laughs) 2.5 liter jetta that we're building yeah sure i'll run that but like wow nice power per cube there oh it's ridiculous and like like i've said before you know you would think that a thousand horsepower hearse would be the wildest thing coming out of the shop and it ain't (laughs) (laughs) you got beat by a jetta it's a four-door a Jetta, man. It's got a Ford 8.8 in it. It's got Porsche 938 transaxles. It's got BMW hubs. It's got a Turbo 400 in Dang. it. It's got a you know 2.5 liter that's going to be epoxy filled with compound turbos, making like 60 pounds of boost. Oh my God! Is that the like, five-cylinder? Yeah, five-cylinder. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's going to be an eighth-mile car, but it's you know it's a pure drag car. But it's like this is beyond absurd, dude. Just beyond. You've you've crossed a threshold of just we've gone <laughs> to plaid. <laughs> so <laughs> I know you asked me what my favorite YouTube video videos, but like honestly, it's just Ed. You know, like whenever you, you know, I really do like the rabbit stories too. But just Ed's uh, tales of working at the Lamborghini um, dealership are just choice. Chef kiss. <laughs> I will I will say this for Ed. He's never turned us down. He's always come on when I asked him to, and he always comes with his backpack, man. He's always got plenty to talk about. And uh, much like yourself, uh, our chainsaw guests, just start them up and get out of the way. (laughs) That's part of of why we love having you on. Uh, I didn't expect this to go to script. Hell no. (laughs) Uh, I knew I'd ask you two questions, and I was just like, okay, I'm throwing this away. It's useless. (laughs) What was mildly funny too? I was like, I, I texted Brett earlier today. I was like, I, I don't know what you want me to talk about, man. He's like, whatever. Because I've had a, honest to God, I've just had a shite day at work. You know, Aww. had a, had a little bit of wine in me because it was just like one of those days. You're like, there's no way I do this just for the money, and I kind of do. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what we were going to talk about. You guys just set them up, 
and we'll talk about whatever. I don't care. As always, great to have you on. We've been speaking with Chris Deganchi. He is uh, he is one of the most interesting human beings walking around and always worth listening to. You can find all the social media links for Chris and his podcast. You're still doing your podcast? I'm not. Oh, no. Oh, no. We'll link to it anyway. You need to listen to the back podcast episodes because they're always fun. Uh, Chris, thank you, as always. Lovely to have you on. Uh, I miss seeing your face, and damn, we need to get together soon. I agree. Gentlemen, it has been a pleasure. Y'all take care. Thanks so much for spending time with Driven Radio. That was nowhere near the interview I thought we were gonna we were gonna have. Like I said, I wrote out ten questions. I hit two. <laughs> I hit two of them. You know, well, that was so nice of him too. To after having a crap day, to go, yeah, okay, I'll talk to these guys. You know, Chris is always a champ. He always helps us out. He never says no. And I had talked to him a couple weeks ago about coming on right before Halloween. And we had another guest who was lined up who wasn't able to make it tonight and bailed uh, yesterday. And I was just, I'm thinking, crap, we're not going to have a show. And I sent Chris a text. He says, yeah, sure. Um, What do you want to talk about? I said, I don't know, man. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Well, yeah, because it's good. I I know that, uh, you know, this is relaxing for him, or at least he doesn't feel a lot of pressure from us. And, uh, you know, have a beer, have a glass of wine, sit back, just talk about whatever you want to talk about. And the guy is genuinely funny. He is. He is genuinely really sharp and genuinely funny. And I never worry about, I, I, I prepare an interview for him, but I know it's going out the window the second we get him on. (laughs) So he's just fun to talk to. He is amazingly fun to talk to. And I always look forward to having him on the show. Uh, and again, thank you so much for spending time with us at Driven Radio. We wouldn't, we love what we do. We wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. Uh, you can find us online at drivenradioshow.com and readthedriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show and listen everywhere fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt. Yep. And Mark Groves. No. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. Mm-hmm.